really excited to talk about campaigns. Yeah. I think it's a new adventure, new development in our in our uh, quest in life. Yeah. And I think we're just going to talk about how that affects the new idea and the new vision for the podcast. We obviously abandoned it for like a year. We're still getting a ton of listens and we haven't haven't contributed in a long, long time. But we are back and ready to go. Yeah, finally. <laughs> Let's get to it. This is Kink Quest, leveling up our kink achievements one dungeon at a time. We're your adventuring companions through the world of kink, Anna and Soren Sterling. Discussion on this show may not be appropriate for younger listeners. If you are a young person looking for more information about kink or sexual health, please visit Scarletine at www.scarletine.com. This is Episode 7, Kink Quest Campaigns. Yeah. We are ready to level up and talk about the next iteration of Kink Quest and the, the podcast and a little bit about the site. So a lot has happened. A lot. <laughs> in the last year in the world. Um, and I think it's worth talking a little about why we stopped podcasting. Mm -hmm. Because we had a couple of what we call cursed episodes mm -hmm. that we kind of sat down and we tried to record episodes. But kink wasn't really happening for us for a little while. Well, and oftentimes when you try to force art or force creativity, you put out something that you're not happy with. And we tried that a number of times and looked at it and we're just not happy with with what it was that, that was coming out. Well, it's true. But I mean, another big part of it was like, I know one of the cursed episodes we were trying to kind of build out a protocol mm -hmm. to get us through some of the rough stuff that we were going through. Mm -hmm. And it was like everything we tried to do, like we were like, no, that won't work because here's the situation. Like mm -hmm. when you kind of live in one room with your kids during pandemic, right. it gets really hard to use kink to yeah. help. Yeah. So today we're talking about reimagining the uh, questing system and we're doing it through a, a method called campaigns mm -hmm. so one of the big kind of push-pull things that was happening is that we had these episodes these quest episodes that were very play focused very mm -hmm. you know uh, cupcake sitting they're kind of task-based and and single use mm -hmm. and i think that's a lot of fun uh, to talk about in a podcast but for me it was always important that we talk about bigger picture kind of BDSM stuff, mm -hmm. kink stuff. What what are we doing? What are we trying to do with our relationship? And how does kink interact with that? So in D&D &D or, or any, you know, gameplay opportunity like that, you can just have kind of one shot games where you go in and you play a little bit and you just fight baddies and and it's kind of soulless there's not really anything to it just go through one dungeon kill a bunch of skeletons right and then you, you meet up again the next day and you do it again and there's really no bigger point to it and so that opened us up to the discussion of campaigns and so in gaming campaigns are are the overarching story the the bigger picture of what's happening in the world or or in the the bigger picture of the quest Mm -hmm. You have a, a bunch of encounters, a bunch of dungeons, but they all come together in one bigger picture. So then Anna and I were talking about what are what are the big campaigns that we want to take on? What are the big things that we want to move that are not just task-based? They're not focused on one particular game or another, but in the big picture of our lives with regard to kink and, and who we are as people, what are the big campaigns that we want to invest in? So I think the first one was easy, and we were talking about this even before when we were recording episodes, mm -hmm. is 
building a community. So we're calling that campaign building a guild mm -hmm. because in gaming, having a guild of people that you game with, get advice from, interact with is meaningful. Mm -hmm. When I think the, the term guild for folks who, who aren't super familiar with that concept. If you're not a nerd. If you're not a nerd, <laughs> if you're not an RPG nerd or, or what have you, a tabletop or otherwise, uh, a guild is basically a group of people that are your people. So if you're a thief and you're a part of the Thieves Guild, then you could call upon those those folks to, to use as resources or just fraternize with and they would understand the challenges that you have uh, or or would otherwise you'd have those bonds with those people talk about general thievery with <laughs> that's right yeah I would, when you need to steal something and you know you don't know how to do it i wouldn't know anything about that i only hang out in the paladins guild right of course you do <laughs> so we we kind of set some goals for that of trying to find find our guild mm -hmm. um, and we have a few directions that we want to go with that we're looking into which kink uh, homes mm -hmm. have made it to the other side of the pandemic because that's all kind of just starting back up again and a lot has changed. So there's some work to do in terms of kind of sorting out what what locations we have on the mm -hmm. other side to go to events at and which, which locations we're most likely to find companionship. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think an interesting turn is that a lot of the, uh, we'll call them old guard of the kink community, a lot of those folks I wouldn't say are aging out, but mm -hmm. they're definitely having less influence over what the kink community looks like oh, in I the mean, area. They're still there, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, there are a lot of other other places now cropping up with a lot of new ideas about what kink could look like. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of interesting opportunity to, to kind of not just participate in that community, but kind of create that community mm -hmm. and well and that is a lot of times in life what we have had mm -hmm. to do is just create our own community yep. and of course King Quest is still mm -hmm. uh, an attempt to build an online community mm -hmm. but I do think that in-person community is something that uh, we would really benefit from mm -hmm. so part of that that goal part of the the campaign that we're talking about is trying to create a, a guild a community of folks who have similar kink values so the way that the campaign episodes work then is over time we will record episodes that are building a guild campaign episodes mm -hmm. and in those episodes we'll be talking as we go in real time about mm -hmm. uh, events that we've gone to uh, things that we've tried how did it go mm -hmm. anything specifically related to moving that bigger plot point forward uh, in terms of creating intentional community. So we'll keep you guys mm -hmm. up to date on that. I know uh, recently the first big step that we've taken with that is I found a local Discord server that has a lot of people and a lot of different events. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of currently just going through the process of sifting through everything that's going on on that server and trying to learn about the server and learn about the people. Uh, and I'm already kind of starting to process information mm -hmm. about how I work socially. Yep. So we'll talk more about that when we cut our first Building a Guild campaign episode. Mm -hmm. And I think part of, of Anna's motivation is, or a litmus test, 
of whether or not we're being successful is whether or not she would feel comfortable meeting people one on one. That one's tough for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, got involved in the Discord server and started conversations with some people and they were very nice conversations with very nice people but as soon as everyone kind of jumped immediately to that okay how do we meet up how do we get together I found that I kind of panicked Mm -hmm. and didn't know how to respond because I didn't want to say no I don't want to meet with you but didn't feel ready to Mm -hmm. just kind of meet up one-on-one with mm-hmm. people, or I guess two-on-one. Yeah, whatever <laughs> with it is. With people, yeah. um, I, I feel like doing the event setting is somehow more comfortable for me. The idea that, you know, we can go to this event, we could have a conversation with someone, but then if that conversation isn't going well, mm-hmm. there's kind of still more to do, as opposed to like going to someone's house, mm-hmm. and then there you are. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I think there's part introvert, in play mm-hmm. there's there's part just being a woman yeah uh, mode and I, I think that part having having less physical experience and being around kinky people mm-hmm. in any meaningful way mm-hmm. all of those things kind of contribute to a particular challenge um, but I think that is the the litmus test of whether or not we're progressing that is whether or not you feel comfortable because I'm comfortable in most settings with You're anybody fine. I'm like a boy cat I, <laughs> you know shout out to meow out there but uh, no, I'm comfortable with anybody um, but I, I think another important piece is that that we're looking to create a community where they are everyone is friends and we wouldn't be nervous having those people around our family Mm -hmm. yeah the idea that if we wanted to have we had kinky friends and we wanted to have a board game night Mm -hmm. that it wouldn't need to feel like it would not be okay for our young adult or teenage kids to to migrate through the room i'm Mm -hmm. not looking for people that want to hang out with my kids Mm -hmm. but the idea that i would have enough faith and trust in those Mm -hmm. people that everything would be able to work out okay that they mm-hmm. could be regular life friends mm-hmm. who also have that in common with us mm-hmm. as opposed to this feeling that like this is some community that we need to create that needs to be always firewalled from yeah. any other part of our life well i think, I think it's that's, a trust piece but I, I think it's rooted in the idea of in order to have true community it's important that people really know who you are mm-hmm. and and what you are and i think that that the ability to when you firewall your life and you keep all these different parts separate, I understand the the clinical reason for it, but it's difficult to to say that that's true friendship when you have everything mm-hmm. firewalled off from everything else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been so much of our history, you know, mm-hmm. with the way that we, because we work together and because we run our own business, almost all of the people that we encounter are people who we know through work. Mm-hmm. And that creates a really weird firewall mm-hmm. um, that it makes it almost impossible for us to make friends through work, even though we're working almost all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think that feeling of that firewall that like, it's not really okay for us to be kinky at work, mm-hmm. and, which and I think is fair. One, and especially in those those places, they didn't invite us Exactly. In, right? That that wouldn't be invited. That wouldn't necessarily be welcome. So, it's not appropriate for us to to hoist that that burden or that information on people that aren't asking for it. Exactly. Exactly. So, I think that is a huge. You know, again, we'll be working more to develop what that means and how we measure whether we're finding it. Mm-hmm. But that is kind of the goal with community, and I think that's an important thing to lay out because 
so many of the communities are so casually sexual. Mm -hmm. And I think it's beautiful and I think it's wonderful, but it's not me. It's not me to meet someone on a Discord server and say, that sounds great, let's meet up and have sex because Mm -hmm. that's not how I work. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's hard because there is such a pick up and play mentality Mm -hmm. at events and in these communities that it can be very hard to figure out how to interact with that when Mm -hmm. you are not built that way. Yeah. Well, and I think it it's just like dating in that uh, there are people dating for different purposes, mm-hmm. right? So there, there, there's the meat market where people are just interested in having kind of meaningless sex. And I don't, I'm not talking down about that. Yeah. I think it's fantastic if that's what your agenda is. Yep. Uh, but then there are the people who are, are dating on more serious terms because they mm-hmm. want to have some relationship mm-hmm. that goes on beyond just that transaction. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, it's just really important to find and make friends. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like all of the sex stuff, it happens after that. Mm-hmm. So campaign one is build the guild. Build the guild. Yeah. Campaign two, this is an interesting one, uh, led by Anna. Uh, it, it, we're calling it develop warder bond. So we have to break <laughs> this one down a yeah, little bit. This one it goes into deep nerd territory. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. So this one, we have spent a long time trying to find the right words for this. And I'd say years in, years in work. And a long time ago, I started asking Soren for uh, 24-7, mm-hmm. for DS all the time. And, you know, initially and for a very long time, he really rejected that idea because it felt like, something that was too heavy to carry all the time incredibly heavy Mm -hmm. Um, but i felt all that time like what i was looking for and what he was hearing were two different things Mm -hmm. and what it really comes down to is i think you know my most submissive self is someone who gets overwhelmed by the real world and needs help sometimes when i think you say your most submissive self, but I, I think it's just the mechanical self. It's the, the way that your brain works mm-hmm. totally unrelated to DS anything. It's that you oftentimes get overwhelmed in, in loud or, or social situations that mm-hmm. where a lot's going on when you don't know the rules, you don't know the protocol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I guess I say that's my most submissive self because mm-hmm. I feel like that is the part of myself the part of myself that gets overwhelmed mm-hmm. and the part of myself that is submissive, those are the same part mm-hmm. of myself. Yeah. And the hard part here is that over our years together, there have been times in my life when I get overwhelmed in that way and I, I kind of shut down. I lose my ability to make decisions or to think critically. And you just kind of reach out and kind of wrap me in your arms and just make everything work for me. Mm-hmm. Just guide me through that noise or through that situation. And then other times where I find myself there and I reach out and I look for you to kind of lift me out of that situation and you're just not you're just not there. Mm. And I think it's finding a way to consistently be able to ask for that help mm-hmm. is really the bigger picture goal of something that I'm trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And for 
the nerds out there who are familiar with with D and D, there's a, a concept, or not even just D and D, but any any uh, role playing. There's a concept that's a glass cannon. The idea that this could be a, a player character, this could be you know a character that you're you're using that is super powerful in a very specific way, but is actually made of glass, therefore is is breakable. Yeah, super powerful, but super breakable. Mm -hmm. And Anna is very much the glass cannon in that she's super talented at a ton of things, but also really susceptible to some common common vulnerabilities that Mm -hmm. that wouldn't take your typical person out. Um, But in that way, she, she has those tremendous weaknesses. And so the the counterpoint to glass cannon is the idea that you need a tank class. You need somebody mm-hmm. who can take damage and kind of carry the party through. Because when you, you have that glass cannon, you can do a tremendous amount of work and a tremendous amount of good or damage if, you're, if that's your <laughs> angle. Uh, but you need to protect that glass cannon with, with some resource. And so I think... For a long time, I've looked for some kind of a DS structure that would help me to get through those those points in time. Mm-hmm. And I know something that we've talked about is helping me to manage my diet mm-hmm. or my exercise. And something we've actually had success with is when I've had um, medical issues and you have a tendency to just manage for mm-hmm. me. You make sure I'm taking my meds. You make sure I'm not pushing in ways that I shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um but it's been hard to find a way to implement that mm. when we're not in that place. So this goal is called Develop Warder Bond. And so that's from another nerd reference. Mm-hmm. That is uh, Robert Jordan book, uh, Wheel of Time series. And there's a, a character type in that called a warder. And their job is to basically protect the magicians. And they're bonded to the magicians. And their job is to, to make sure that that they have all the defense and protection that they need because the magicians are incredibly powerful. But when it comes to say basic physical protection, that's not something that they're good at. And so we're calling this develop water bond for the reason that uh, we need to do a better job of communicating when Anna is in a bad spot, when she's feeling vulnerable or weak, we need a, a common language to be able to communicate that information so that I know what I need to do. Absolutely. So we'd been kind of puzzling over that for a long time. And we had the idea that maybe we'd create some kind of a schedule that would help me find that structure. Or, uh, you know, we we just tried many iterations of Mm -hmm. building structure that would help me and it had a tendency to fall apart. Mm -hmm. And so we have been working on a separate project of going through and reviewing many, many uh, of what are called H games. Hentai games. So they are adult sexy games, and we've been reviewing lots of them uh, in our attempt, which we'll talk more about later, I'm sure, of trying to develop our own game. Mm -hmm. But as we were going through those games, we found this game, and it's an excellent game. We haven't gotten very far in reviewing it, but it's a really fun game called Robo Life My Days with Aino. Mm -hmm. And it's a Japanese kind of anime girl android it's like an android simulator game mm-hmm. and you basically find her and she is not functional at all and you have to kind of fix her up 
and train her. Yeah, train mm-hmm. her and and kind of change her stats over time. And some of it is so she can do different jobs, mm-hmm. but also so that she can do different sexual things. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the the idea of that game. Mm-hmm. And so as we were kind of having the conversation, we had been playing that game, and Soren said, you know, if I just had a set of stats mm-hmm. like like what exists in that game mm-hmm. that I could kind of manage to. Just like I... a dashboard, like a readout, right? <laughs> if I just know where all of these parts are, then it gets very easy to decide what to do. Mm-hmm. And so we set out to build a sort of dashboard that would help us, help me to communicate where I'm currently at mm-hmm. and help Soren to kind of direct me to activities that would give me what I need to balance me out. So in the game, there are different points that you kind of have to manage. So there's like physical capability and mental capability and uh, energy points and, you know, what have you. And when we're talking about things like that, it's very easy for me to say, oh, well, she needs to go uh, do maid service because then that increases her power or, you know, whatever it is. There are different stats, and it's very easy then to interact with that and understand what needs to happen because mm-hmm. it's just math. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how how far should we go into mm-hmm. the conversation about the specific stats, or mm-hmm. should we just kind of set the stage and then yeah. do a whole episode on yeah, that? We could talk about that later. Yeah, but in in keeping this simple, that that was I think it was uh, for this conversation more valuable the conversation that we had more valuable the conversation that came out of it and you know simply put when when anna is in a place where she's feeling vulnerable or overwhelmed or has has lost executive function she doesn't have a way to that she feels comfortable communicating that Mm -hmm. because that is the place when you're most vulnerable uh and and you have the least resource well it feels a little like being sub vocal you know when uh, an impact play you get to a certain point of subspace and you just don't quite have the ability mm-hmm. to speak up and say, hey, hang on, I'm not sure I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's what this feels like, except it's not in the middle of an intense play session mm-hmm. where you would always be watching very closely. Just after work on a Tuesday. But yeah, it's Tuesday night and we're mm-hmm. in the grocery store and suddenly it's like the bottom drops out from under me. Mm-hmm. And all I need is you to take me by the hand and pick out some groceries for dinner. Mm-hmm. But I don't have the ability to ask you for that so in this game rubble life uh, (laughs) days with i know that's right she uh she will continually or or periodically just say beep beep (laughs) and there are different tones and different ways that it gets said and and it's super cute because Mm -hmm. it's like all of the audio in the game is in japanese Mm -hmm. so we've got subtitles but we don't actually understand much of what's being spoken Mm -hmm. but beep beep is she just says beep beep even Mm -hmm. though like i'm sure that's not a japanese uh what onomatopoeia (laughs) right but it but it uh, is basically a message or, or a symbol that it's a way to communicate simply that something is not as it should be. There's also very limited audio in mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. So there are just only, it's not like a constant stream of talking. There are just a few audio clips that it will use. So beep, beep, her saying beep, beep mm-hmm. is kind of a way that the game says, hey, something needs attention. Mm-hmm. And so then in the campaign of, of building the water bond, uh, when Anna says beep, beep, 
then that gives me the, the communication that I need to be able to check in and find out what's going on. So I don't have to speak up and say, hey, I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling really overwhelmed and I'm not sure why. All I have to say is beep, beep. And he either looks at me and knows exactly what's going on and kind of kicks into daddy mode and knows what to do. Or he realizes he doesn't have any idea what's going on and then he can check in further. Mm-hmm. So uh, the goal then is to create a language so that we can reduce the amount of time that Anna spends feeling disconnected or overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So that I can always feel like I kind of have a way to reach out for that that support or that that kind of sense of there being a daddy present in the room that Mm -hmm. I need. So the third campaign is the one that I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this it was kind of funny how it worked out because we said, what are our goals? Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, the first one, build a guild was really both of ours for different reasons. And then there was really one thing that I wanted or needed and one thing that Soren wanted or needed. Mm-hmm. And so, so develop a word or bond was mine yep. and yours is. And so this campaign is building my perfect Android goddess. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> right. <laughs> So uh, in, in going through this process of developing campaigns, and I strongly recommend that, that you do this with your significant other. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to have nerd titles to them, mm-hmm. but try to figure out what really is it that you're looking for. You know, So where this started, building My Perfect Android Goddess, is uh, one of the things that we really came to was that Soren really likes when I wear my plug around all day. Mm-hmm. And it would be easy to say, well, that's that's your goal. That's mm-hmm. the thing you like is training or, mm-hmm. you know, for me to wear these plugs. But we really kind of tried to dig deeper and say, well, mm-hmm. what's that about? Mm-hmm. Why, why is that so important? Why is that so meaningful? Mm-hmm. And I also I kind of laid out all of the things that really light me up and, mm-hmm. and get me excited and talked about things like piercing and talked about things like public play and... Uh, public display and performance and and all of those things that really get me excited and I, I think what it comes down to and this was like a three-day conversation <laughs> that brought us to this point and and there's a lot of conversation after um, is the idea that that building the perfect android slash goddess there are kind of a, a couple of pieces there I think that Anna is an amazing person incredibly talented um, not not just not just from a um, selfish standpoint, but from human and performative standpoint. And blush. I th- blush, and I think that uh, that one of my favorite things to do is to help make you better and stronger, and um, and then show the world just how incredible you are by all of the things that you can do. Uh, and there's a strong kink component to that because that is a big part of your personality. Like compersion exhibitionist. Compersion definition. Compersion is the opposite feeling to jealousy. Yes. It's the feeling of like seeing someone that you love doing things with other people yeah. and feeling a, a positive kind of right. happy feeling about right. that. And so... I, I think about all of the, the things that kind of tie together and this is like the, the using wearables or plugs or clamps and enduring them or 
uh, spanking or any of that stuff. It's all for the purpose of, of kind of forming you into your most powerful self uh, and then taking you and showcasing you out in the world to show how many amazing things you're capable of. And so that is how to boil it back down to building my perfect Android goddess, uh, because it's not just the, the construction, but it is the sharing and, and um, showcasing the amazing things that you can do. I remember early in our kind of kink adventures, and it was puzzling to me that you felt no jealousy. Mm. And I felt like maybe that meant you didn't you didn't feel invested or you didn't want me to be yours. Mm -hmm. And your description is something that has stuck with me forever, which as you said, it's like if you have this really fast, amazing race car. Mm -hmm. And to keep anyone else from seeing that is mm -hmm. like to keep it just shuttered under a desk cloth in mm -hmm. your garage all the time. Right. And you keep it safe and you keep it yours and mm -hmm. no one can take it mm -hmm. and no one can have it. Yep. But what's what's the what's joy the in that? Yeah. Whereas taking it out and taking your friends out for a drive in mm -hmm. it and showing the world this awesome fast race car mm -hmm. is is the way that you treasure that thing. Mm -hmm. We went to an event where uh, there was a, uh, we call her a baby dom, <laughs> and, and she was spanking Anna and uh, was kind of surprised and shocked by how much Anna could take. Her boy mm -hmm. had very little impact tolerance. Oh, very, yeah. very little. Uh, we, there he, was, he was like a toy. He, yeah, there was a joking kind of interaction where I uh, swatted him with something like, with what I would consider to be like zero mm -hmm. force. And he was like, oh, wait, that's too much. Be gentle. <laughs> like, really? And uh, so then later in the evening, uh, we gave her the opportunity to try out impact on me mm -hmm. and uh she she was i don't even remember what she was hitting me with mm -hmm. with something something uh, oh, it was a sword I think was, it was it a, your scythe yeah. that you had that yeah. night he, it, it was, was a halloween party halloween weapon yeah he was yeah. a demon hunter and i was a demon yeah and uh, yeah that's right because that was the night that you sent me into the bathroom mm -hmm. with her she was supposed to help me because mm -hmm. my nails my demon nails Were my claws long. kept me from being able to take my underwear off yep. and she was supposed to help me and then uh, she let me go in by myself and you were <laughs> quite cross cross yeah so yeah so she was uh she was spanking me mm -hmm. with a scythe i guess <laughs> so mm -hmm. it was just a halloween toy yeah and she kept hitting harder and harder. And at some point, she kind of got frustrated. She yeah. was like, well, you don't even react. And I said, well, would you like me to react? Like, right. I can react. I can do that. Like, You're not going to compel it. <laughs> but I think you know, that that is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of where that, that campaign is headed. Mm -hmm. um, and I think all of the little things, all the little games that we play, all of that is fun. Uh, but I feel like those little things by themselves are they don't necessarily they're not the bigger picture so the bigger picture is kind of shaping me mm -hmm. into my most powerful self mm -hmm. sounds fun <laughs> so those are the three campaigns that we're currently working on currently going to take mm -hmm. on so over time then you'll see episodes from time to time so you know for example um 
episode eight, we're going to be playing a game mm -hmm. with plugs and weights. And oh, it's very exciting. Keys. We're going to see how much she can carry using just insertables. So the idea, though, is that's what we what we think of as a quest episode. It's just a game. It's a quest. Mm -hmm. uh, but then over time, you will see campaign episodes. And campaign episodes will always come back to one of these three campaigns until or unless we start new campaigns. Mm -hmm. It'll always be either uh, building a guild, developing a word or bond, mm -hmm. or building my perfect android goddess. Mm -hmm. And they'll be numbered. So if it's the third or the fourth time that we've talked about that campaign in, in its own episode, uh, there'll be numbers so that theoretically you could go back and follow that whole trajectory over time how we moved the needle how we changed that goal mm -hmm. so we're hoping to cut a bunch more episodes mm -hmm. uh, we have some plans for ways that we want to uh, work on the kink quest site and mm -hmm. game although i think our goal is to really focus in on the podcast because we do have a tendency to take on really big projects do we and then get overwhelmed is that us Wait, that's us. That's us a little bit. <laughs> All right. See you on the next level. See you on the next level. <laughs>